welcome back. You are listening to Find Your Kind, the podcast with your host, Delaney Jenks. You're currently listening to this podcast on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. Please note that the opinions expressed in this episode are ours and ours alone. In this episode, Respect Your Mother, I'll be discussing things we can implement into our everyday lives to better the environment and why action must be taken to not only protect our planet, but our future. We often associate kindness with how we treat others, but for all our planet Earth does for us, we don't often return the favor. Our planet deserves our kindness too. Never has the need for mass participation in helping our environment been so critical, as the Earth and all who inhabit it face the threats to survival posed by global warming. The survival of humanity depends on the well-being of all environmental factors, as it is the only home we have as humans. Acts of kindness environmentally focused can literally take just a few minutes to complete. Whether the act involves turning off a dripping faucet in a public bathroom or removing a plastic bag from a lake to keep animals from getting tangled in it, the cumulative effect of acts of kindness can make a positive difference on the world. So today I have two very special people joining me on today's podcast, Harriet and Sonia. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Sonia McKitten. I'm a senior at Hopewell Valley Central High School. I'm currently enrolled in AP Environmental Science. I'm a Yes Club member. I'm a vegetarian and I'm also an environmental activist. Hi, my name's Harriet. I'm a senior as well. I've been a Girl Scout for 13 years, a member of Yes Club for four years, and I also take AP Environmental Science. So I brought them on my show today because they are both great examples of students devoted to bettering the environment. So hopefully with what we talk about today, they inspire you to start taking similar actions for the good of our planet. I started today's podcast by saying tiny individual steps in our daily lives are how we can help better the earth. So I wanted to talk about how young people around our age can really make a difference. Let's start by talking about what you guys do in Yes Club. Can you tell us the purpose of the club and what you guys do as members? So uh, Yes Club stands for the Youth Environmental Society. And we participate in activities like going on hikes around local parks um, just to get out in nature and explore and really appreciate it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, We've also participated in tree plantings, again, in local areas um, as a kind of way to restore the forest um, because a lot of the, you know, underbrush and early tree saplings get eaten by deer. So it kind of just helps with that. And then um, there's also a mascara wand collection that the Yes Club does um, every year normally, and they take the mascara wands and use them at local animal shelters to clean the rescued animals and make sure they're free of any like bugs or ticks or anything. Personally, like my drawer is full of mascara wands and I have no idea what to do with them. I feel bad for throwing out entire tubes. So that's good to have somewhere to bring it. Yeah. And Harriet, would you tell us more of what you've done with your Girl Scouts troop to aid the environment? Yeah, so one specific thing I can think of that we've been really involved with, especially this year, has been making spotted lanternfly traps. So my Girl Scout troop came up with, there was a design made by Penn State that we kind of adapted and made our own in a way. So we use recycled materials like milk jugs. It takes like two milk jugs, which Burrow Bean... Isn't it an ice cream shop in Hopewell? Coffee shop, It's a right? coffee shop Bean, and they yeah. serve lunch as well. Anyway, <laughs> they have ice cream during the summer. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Burrow Bean, but they um they gave us like their the milk jugs that they had used and we use them to make these lanternfly traps that we put on trees and the lanternflies kind of just climb up in. 
We also taught younger groups of girls how to make these lanternfly traps in the hopes that they would continue on and make more. And then um, we, you know, we would get together on the weekends and make a bunch and then um, we sell them to the community so um, other people can use them and just try to cut down on the lanternfly population yeah. in Hobart because I know it's gotten pretty bad it like has. over the summer. Yeah. It was really bad. You guys, we've been sitting outside for lunch recently and there have been multiple occasions where I have been chased by lanternflies. <laughs> it's true. Yes. And then we turn around and like chase them and we'll like yes, stomp on yes, them, make yes. sure that they get we you get rid of them. But it just seems like no matter how many you stomp on, there's like five. There are there. more. They just come back yeah, every time. Yeah. So that's that's one way we've kind of contributed to making a difference. So. That's cool. Now let's talk about how we can implement less waste into our everyday lives. So what are some things that you guys do to aid in waste reduction? So I feel like the biggest thing for a lot of people is using reusable water bottles. I think it's something that, at least in our school and in our community, you see often where you use like a hydro flask or like like another type of reusable water bottle. If you can't use a reusable water bottle for whatever reason, maybe you can't afford it or maybe you just forgot it one day, another great option is getting one of those Poland Spring water bottles and refilling it and just using it for the next week or two to try to reduce the amount of water bottles that you're using. Along the same lines using reusable coffee cups is another great alternative because i know for a lot of people you like stop at starbucks or duncan on your way to school or maybe during the school day using a reusable one definitely reduces a lot of waste another great option is using reusable baggies like plastic baggies that you use for sandwiches or maybe chips or something a great brand is the stasher brand which you can find at target for about 20 dollars. they're great you can use them for other things like microwaving or cooking as well but they definitely kind of reduce the amount of waste that you have. They also make great Christmas presents. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. Another great thing, and this is very timely, is using reusable masks. I feel like I see a lot of people using those disposable masks, which is fine. But again, it's just more waste. If you do end up using a disposable mask, try to use it for like a week or something. Don't just use a new one every single day. And also, if you do end up using a disposable mask, make sure that you cut the strings on the mask because it's so easy for animals to get tangled in them once you throw them away. I've definitely seen a lot of videos of like small birds or like fish or something that end up getting strangled in the masks in the ocean. And it's really sad. And it's also just an awful way for an animal to die. Another thing is using reusable shopping bags. First of all, it's a lot cuter. A lot of disposable <laughs> shopping bags are really ugly and they're, they rip really easily. But using reusable shopping bags, again, great for groceries, great if you're doing a Target run, like, like one teenager does once yes. a week. And it's also been like made a lot easier because stores are selling them at their yes, checkout lines. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like stores nowadays are trying to do like cute designs. Yeah. They're really trying to promote them, which We've is We've got nice. a nice selection of whole food reusable bags yes, at our house. So, absolutely. So cute. And and on top of that, like you can use them for so many other things. Like I know I'll like carry my gym clothes in them yeah. or maybe you bring them like when you're carrying a gift for someone or something like that. Another thing about the disposable bags, if you have to use one, just like hold on to them. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. they can be used for so many things like, you know, 
anything. Like we use them in my house for like trash bags and stuff. We like, use yeah. we use them as poop bags. To be completely <laughs> oh, yeah. honest, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, I mean that's a good <laughs> thing for my it's dog. Than, like buying disposable yeah. poop yeah. bags. Yeah. Like there have been times we've like forgotten to bring our reusable bags or whatever. Yeah. And you know you can just use them for other things. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's no there's no need to just throw them out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know we have, and probably many other families we have like a a bin oh, of so like plastic bags. Oh, yeah. yes. like, when we have to. We do yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love to do is reusing like little glass jars and yogurt cups. So I don't know if you guys have ever had those like little tiny jams or little syrups they give you yeah. in like restaurants or hotels and stuff. But I love those little jars and I think they're just too cute to throw away. So um, I like to put little like trinkets in there, like buttons or rings or earrings. Um, another thing you can do is put like dried herbs if you have like spices or something you could put them in there there's just so many options and i think they're just too nice to throw away (laughs) so i keep those and another thing i like to do is i reuse like yogurt cups you clean them up and you can like start seeds in there so like i started i had like um sunflowers that i grew this summer my mom likes to grow like lettuce and stuff and tomatoes and she starts the seeds in like our little yogurt cups so that's just another way you can kind of use something that other people might just throw away and kind of use it for something good yeah, I remember one time at Sonia's birthday picnic, Harriet, we were walking by the lake, kind of having a little photo shoot, and Harriet found these, what were they? They were like... They're like little glass jars. I don't know what they were, but... I think they were like those wee yogurt glass things. Oh, I mean, I think yeah, that's what they were. Probably. So, yeah, she was like picking them up, and I was so confused. <laughs> like, I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> so like it's... a trash collector. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we but... just like trash and, Like, knowing now that that's what you do with it, I think that's a really cool and great idea to do. Okay, so now I just wanted to quickly talk about a vegetarian slash vegan lifestyle and how it's one of the best things that you can do to stop climate change. Don't worry, we're not going to go all vegan teacher on you right now, but we just want to talk about the benefits this type of lifestyle has on our environment in case you might want to consider implementing it into your life. So greenhouse gas emissions have actually been a large part of the problem in terms of global warming. As it turns out, livestock farming is responsible for at least 15% of these gases because of the methane that animals produce. And because livestock farming causes the most environmental damage through overgrazing, soil erosion, deforestation, and greenhouse emission, it's just not a sustainable way forward. So... Will you become a vegetarian after listening to this podcast? Most likely not, but shifting into a vegetarian diet requires more than just a hasty decision. But there are more practical ways to cut down on your meat consumption without going completely vegan or vegetarian. For example, you can adopt a meatless day a week, or you can cut serving sizes of the meat that you do consume and... This involves maybe skipping the double cheeseburger and settling for the single cheeseburger. Or better yet, just ditching the cheese and load up on lettuce and tomato on your burger because the more times you cut down on meat, the easier it'll be for your stomach to handle the plant fiber. So, Sonia, I know you're a vegetarian. Do you want to talk about your experience? Yeah, so I've been a vegetarian for about two and a half years now. Um, 
I know you just said you shouldn't brush into it, but it was a hasty decision for me. It was very spontaneous. It was definitely hard at the beginning, but it's gotten easier over time. We just kind of get used to it. And at this point, I don't even consider meat in my diet. Whenever I think of eating, I immediately go to beans or maybe vegetables. Um, Vegetarianism is definitely something that has helped with my body positivity. I know this isn't something that might happen to everyone, but personally, it's definitely helped me become more comfortable in my body and it's made me just feel better day to day. Becoming a vegetarian can definitely improve your heart health and it also reduces your chances of heart disease. Red meat specifically, if you do have to eat meat, try to eat poultry or pork because red meat itself is really, really bad for your body. Becoming a vegetarian also allows you to make small changes in the world that's like ends up greatly impacting the environment. Um, It decreases the farmland used specifically for feed and cow grazing. Um, It improves the animal lifestyle. I know a lot of people have definitely seen videos of dairy and cow farms and how awful the living conditions can be. I want to quickly say I'm also a vegetarian and what turned me basically was a documentary called Earthlings, which I just happened to stumble upon. I forget how I started watching it, but it was kind of giving everyone a insider on what goes on in those industries. If you guys do want to watch it, it's free online, but I will warn you it's graphic and viewer discretion is advised. But yeah, just seeing the truth of it all is kind of what made me want to be a vegetarian. Yeah. Being a vegetarian definitely helps with biodiversity because it also um, reduces, the again, the amount of space that farmland is used for. So it helps preserve the original animals that were already there in the first place. If you do decide to proceed with this lifestyle, the key point is to allow yourself to adjust slowly to a diet with less dependence on meat. So take it step by step. To wrap up, here are other ways to be kinder to the environment. You can switch off the lights before leaving a room. Um, trying sustainable fashion. Our friend Jackie has actually convinced basically everyone she talks to to start buying secondhand clothing and basically seeing her dressed up in these like beautifully styled outfits that she got from thrift stores has made it really easy to convince people. Um, It's also so much cheaper and you can find such unique pieces. Like I've definitely seen like jeans that are embroidered by like just people who just didn't want them anymore. Yeah, exactly. Also, conducting a trash cleanup with your friend. You can easily round up a group of friends willing to help you spend an hour or two cleaning up trash in an area where it's much needed. And I promise the earth will thank you. Also, it could be as simple as just planting a tree. I planted a little maple tree. You know, the maple tree, like we call them helicopters. Yeah. Those things oh, that come off yeah. of maple and then they like flood yeah. in the ground. I planted one of those when I was in like second grade. And now there's like this big it's not a big tree but it's big in my mind (laughs) um this tree in our yard that's like you know 10 years old or so and it's just like a great like memory because like i've grown up with this tree too and it's just cute to see leaving a piece of you on yeah yeah exactly um so that's another it's so simple because you know every year maple trees have millions of seeds that come off them you can just plant a couple and see where see what happens so (laughs) So believe it or not, you don't need to be all grown up to establish change. Remember Greta Thunberg, a mere teenage girl who protests against the actions of the government to the threat of climate change. Any effort you put into protecting the environment will not go to waste. Finding ways to be kinder to our planet and environment is all about taking a look at our daily habits and making sure we're mindful of how we treat it. 
Taking action where we can, no matter how small that action may seem, goes a long way in creating kindness. Protecting our environment is really about protecting our future, a future that is entirely in our hands. With that, I'd like to end today's podcast by quoting Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtfully committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And And until until next time, keep safe and stay kind. kind.